This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, that's right, Tom Izzo. Yes, we do do a podcast and call it what you want. Al Dukes, what's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, uh, a couple things. Uh, today, uh... Well, not, I don't mean today. I mean yesterday when I was at home, not here at work. I was Googling um, closet organization. Oh, good Lord. I need to organize my closet. I only have like one main closet in my bedroom. So why are you Googling it? Just organize it. Well, I, You're I feel a like, smart man. I know. It feels like it should, would be fun to like really call a company in to do the closet. You're going to call a company Yeah, when in? they come in, they put shelves up. They they maximize space, Oh, Jerry. I see. You want to redesign the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, I see. Like a California closets type of thing. You really got a lot going on, huh? Or something like that. Or I just go to Home Depot and buy the Yeah, kits. you could do that. You right? Definitely, and there's a project, too, because now you're going to put them together, and right. you're going to put the shelves up. And you got to decide how you're doing it. It's interesting that you would even contemplate having someone come in, because you don't really... I mean, I... Even though you hire them and you technically have the control, they're yeah. still going to do it the way they plan to do it. Well, I think like these closet, they come in and they look at your closet and they look at what you have and then they maximize the space for you. How's that business? Honestly. I, I think it's a quite it's a big pro- business. I'm, no, I'm it sure looks, it's big business. I don't get it. You know why it's big business is these bougie houses, the large homes that have the big walk-in closets. Oh, uh, that makes sense, yeah. Where they've got like what appears to be dressers in their closets. Like another bedroom. Yeah. Now, I don't have that. I have legitimately one, like, two-door closet. They might come in and be like, well, you know, this is not... Well, how about this? We'll organize your condo. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. They could organize my entire condo. You do the small closet. The sizes of the closet in most other places. Here's your organization, Mr. Dukes. See the, uh, the bar? Use hangers. I've heard it's pricey, though. It has to be for closet organizers. It probably is big business, and they've got to make money somehow. But that's another one. Like if I told my wife I was going to quit my job and start a closet organization company, yeah, she would think I was nuts. And you probably make a lot of money. But what's weird too is like so many people have so many clothes in their uh, closets because they and they're not wearing ninety percent of them, right? Yeah, me too. Don't you ever feel like you should go through that stuff and just get rid of it for your own clutter once Once, a year? Once a year, I do that. And I end up donating tons of clothes once a year. 
I generally do it like change of season. So like we're getting into almost yeah. um, long sleeve time, especially yeah, sure. here since it's you always You wear freezing. short sleeves a lot, though. I know because I feel like I don't have a long sleeve situation. Like what's oh. my long sleeve style, Jerry? I'm thinking of going hoodies this year. I love the hoodies. You know that. Yeah. I just, especially here where Boomer puts the studio at 60 degrees. Yeah. It's always cold. We're in the middle of the night. We're freezing. I love the hoodie. Yeah, so I'm thinking of going for my style this year, Jerry, and it's not much different than other years. I'm thinking of going hoodies, and I'm thinking of going uh, the quarter zip uh, pullovers. Okay, that's not bad. You know what the problem is, though, with the hoodies and uh, the quarter zip and, and really sweaters, like anything in the winter clothing category? Yeah. Very bulky to wash. Like you're doing yeah. more laundry. But you're also not, I mean, in fairness, you're one person. I am one person, yeah. Sorry, I'm tired. Are we keeping you awake, Jerry? Yes. As the audience says. I'm tired today. So, like, my wife, when she does laundry, and she's ridiculous with it, she does it every day. Constantly mowing down the laundry. We got two kids, you know, a lot of baseball gear and, you know, clothes after practice. And it's, yeah, it's a lot. So I think for you, you're right. It is bulky, but it's, you're you're cleaning for one. Yeah, I suppose. Don't Jerry. do it just once a week. Do it every do it Wednesday and Saturday. Two days a week now. I'm not being funny. You don't do anything else. That's true. I, to, and it's not like you're beating the clothes over a rock like it's 1810. Right. It's just you throw, throw it in, machine, you throw and it press out. Start. Right. It's okay. Yeah. So I guess that's going to be Keep my your style. Load down, Al. Keep my load down. Yeah. Okay. I will do that. I'm thinking of, uh, you know, maybe I'll buy an Arizona Cardinals hoodie, Chargers hoodie. Well, you really are some front runner. Cowboys hoodie. <laughs> you know, I might go, um, you know, I gotta f- just got to find the style. I totally hear you. Because I enjoy various T-shirts, and I like to buy high-quality T-shirts. Yes. Because I, I, like, I don't like the boxy T-shirt. You know, so many people wear these cheapo T-shirts. Most of us do. Yeah, and it, you really will look and feel better if you spend a little more money and get a, a fitted T-shirt. Most of the time, that's but that's a, a nicer feel, softer feel. Like, it doesn't shrink. That like drives one, me crazy. I agree. Like when I ordered uh, the the warm up show T-shirts in high quality T-shirts. The other problem is is ordering things online. Yeah. Like I bought a uh, this I bought in person, but I, I it was an Asbury Park hooded sweatshirt mm-hmm. that I really liked. I was like, I know what I'm gonna. I never buy myself clothing. I said I'm gonna buy this, and I'm like, do I get a medium or a large? Yeah, sure. I said, you know, I'm gonna get the large. I get it home, barely fits me. Too big or too small? Too small. Really? I am not an extra large. Yeah, but this is something we've always talked about. How different companies have different sizes for doesn't their make sense. Apparel. I, I'm with you. I agree. Sneakers, you get a ten. You get a ten. Right. Clothing is really and and Very even strange. jeans and pants, depending upon the cut you get, yes, all fit differently. Yeah, it's so bizarre. I agree. You're I am right. not an extra large sweatshirt. I'm just not. No, there's nothing about you that says extra large. No. So if I'm an extra large, what is a regular large person getting? Two X. Then you're embarrassing them by making them purchase a two X. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't think I have anything in two X. Yeah. And I'm bigger than you are, you know. <laughs> Bragger. <laughs> yes, I'm rounder than you. I've I, never gotten a double X. I did uh, weigh myself this weekend because I have not weighed myself in a long time. What? All right. And what did I had, you think? Well, all right. So first of all. All right. And I, so it had been probably. did you weigh? Yeah. What did you think you were going to weigh and what did you weigh now? Well, I, I know I hadn't weighed myself in legitimately like two months. So that time you were what? I don't even remember. All right. Last thing you remember was what? 
I think I I think I was in the early 160s. The low 160s. The low 160s. What do you think? What did you think? Well, you I were said to be? Gina, I said, I said, oh, I'm gonna wait because I just ha- I just went to the number two bathroom in the morning on the weekend, which is those ounces, which is when I weigh myself. Sure. I've always consistently weighed myself after a bowel movement on the weekend. Is this a nude way or an underpants? Underpants. Way? All right. Only underpants. So uh, you flex. I don't flex. <laughs> I, I said to Gene, I'm going to go weigh myself. I said, do you care to guess what I weigh? And then she made me in my underpants, like turn around and stuff. And then I said to her, I will be happy with un- anything under 165. Okay. And I was 163. Oh, so you didn't gain anything. I really didn't gain anything. But I feel like I want to be 150. So I feel like I should weigh, I should lose 13 pounds. You got to lose 13 pounds. Then I, I need to lose a person. Because it's in my belly is where it is. Well, for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Why does the body do that? I don't know. But on women, it puts it on the hips, thighs, and buttocks. Depends on the person, but for the most part, you're right. Yes. For the men, for the most part, it gets us right in the belly. Well, I guess part of that could be the beer that we're drinking. Um, I don't don't know. But it is, for every guy, it's very rare to see a guy that is big bottom and a thin stomach. Yeah. You don't see it. Very rare. But you will see that in females. You can see that, yes. You can. It's just the way the body distributes the fat. Sure. And yeah. I know they always used to say beer belly, but if I'm drinking two beers on the weekend, once a weekend, that's th- nothing. Th- I'm not nah, getting a beer can, belly. You should be fine with, one, on average, one beer a day. It's right. the people that are drinking a six-pack on Saturday, six-pack on Sunday, and then having a few during the week. It's too much. Mine is a Tostitos chips belly because yeah. I eliminated- but you know what it is. Right. I eliminated the peanut butter, and it, it's not that. Well, so it's, it's the, chips. the chips. Yeah. The Tostitos bag, Jerry, do you know how many servings it says? Nine. Ten. Oh, ten? Ten. And you get two out of it. Two. Oof. So I'm thinking today, because I'm going to start in. A... That means, that means, because I think it's 100. Well, I did the bag. I did the bag. Okay. Is 1,400 calories. Right, it's 140 per serving. So that means if I'm You're eating. You're doing 700 calories of chips. <laughs> <laughs> in one sitting. Think right. about that. Wow, that's not, and you couldn't. You, there's no way you could count out twenty no, good well, chips. What I here's what I was thinking of doing is taking the because I have I have to start a fresh bag today. I finished my other bag yesterday. Seven hundred calories down. <laughs> Here come our so next seven. If I take my ch- chip and this is the regular size Tostitos yeah. bag chips says ten. Mm-hmm. Okay, if I'm doing two now, is it reasonable for me to knock that down to four servings? Well, what I was going to say is and, why... And divide it evenly into four bags. You could do that. Now you're at 350 calories a serving, which is still a lot. You couldn't count out 10 chips to get that that calorie count under 300? I mean, like, I guess... Uh, not could... 10, 20. Like 20 chips. 20 chips. I think a serving is 10 chips, if I remember. Maybe it's nine. I forget what it yeah. is. You couldn't count out like 18 to 20 whole chips and be like, and uh, savor them. I know. That's the thing. I really have to savor them. Right. I could. The problem is when I bring the bag with me to the table. You start eating them. Yeah. <laughs> I can see Al. His little, his little healthy turkey. He got his little healthy broccoli, his steamed carrots. Where are my chips? <laughs> <laughs> his water. Right. <laughs> I need the Tostitos. You're like a drug addict. I, and I do understand addiction. I know you do. As weird as that sounds. No, I'm it's not, not being weird. Fr- I'm not being frivolous. There are people that have food addictions like crazy. Of course it's not weird. Right, but I understand the process of addiction and, through the Tostitos. Well, however you understand it, you've got it. Like you right. under, you, 
It is something, too, with the multi-grain scoops. Yeah. Because, like, Kim will buy the restaurant or store-made... Um, salsa? Not salsa. Guacamole? The, the, the tortilla chips from Dearborn. Oh, okay. And they're tremendous. But I have six or seven of them with some salsa. I'm good. She'll buy restaurant-style regular Tostitos. I have a few of them. I'm good. Those multi-grain scoops... It's insane. Like, you just don't stop. Yeah, I wonder if there's something in that. Maybe I need to switch. Yes, there is. I don't know what it is, but there's something in it. But it's something, right? So you're saying count it out and see where I'm at. Count it out, put the bag away. Right. And then you're looking at what you're having. And then, right. 20 chips is not bad. Right. And then what I'm doing then, Jerry, is I'm regulating my chips as so I look a couple bites in, I can have a chip. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes what the way I do it is I take a bite of my sandwich. As I'm chewing it, I shove a chip in there <laughs> to make it crunchy. You really are. You it's got crazy, problems. yeah. You do have issues. So I think, okay, maybe I do it that way, right? So do double the serving size. So yeah. if the serving size says nine chips, do 18 chips. Yeah. And then see how I do. Man, wean your way off from there. Schween my way off. Because then at that point, now all of a sudden the bag's going to hit you, you know, instead of just two days, you get right. three to four. Save money, too. Right, saving money, too. You're welcome. And calories. Now you can buy another gallon of gas. <laughs> or pay another toll. Oh, that, well, no, actually, that's not even enough. Toll, yeah, it won't cover the toll. Uh-uh. Uh, the Seinfeld series, Jerry, is now on Netflix. Yes. It's a big deal, October 1st. It, I said this to my wife last yeah. night. Very, it's, listen, it's neat, it's there. I got emails, sign, hey, you know what's coming to Netflix? I've seen them all. Yep. And if I pass by it on the TV, I'll stop and I watch Correct. it for sure. I'm not going to Netflix to watch Seinfeld, though. I know. You're Isn't right. Isn't that interesting? I, yeah, I'm with you there. It's like when I, when the Seinfeld DVDs came out years ago, I was like, I must have them. I'm a completist. I must have the Seinfeld right. series. But I put the, I watched, when I first got them, the extras. Yeah. Like interviews with the cast and all, because I was interested in it in each episode. Mm-hmm. But to sit down and watch an episode, no. If I'm going by and it's on TBS or Channel 11, stop. I stop. Uh, yeah, it's so weird, yeah. our viewing habits. So the, uh, evidently, there's some problems, though, with the Seinfeld series on Netflix, and hardcore Seinfeld fans are pissed. what they do? So when Seinfeld was originally aired, it was in the 4-3 ratio. Okay. The, on, uh, viewing the TV screen size? The TV screen size, okay. right? It was a box. Yeah. 4-3 ratio, they call that. The regular mm-hmm. cube box that we all used to watch on TV. Right. And TVs now are in 16 by 9 oh. ratio aspect. That's what they call it. Right. It's like the movie theater thing. It's a, it's what your widescreen TVs are. Right. So Netflix has changed the aspect ratio to make it fit the TVs now, which is the longer, mm-hmm. thinner TV. Well, it is cutting out some programming that is part of the Seinfeld program. Really? For instance, there's an episode, and this is the one they were using in the articles, there's an episode called The Pothole, where there's a there's a pothole being dug mm-hmm. in New York City, and and uh, George drops his uh, Phil Rizzuto mm-hmm. keychain in the pothole. Yeah, and you hear it. After yeah, holy it. cow. Yeah. Right. In the episode, you don't see, on Netflix, you don't see the pothole, because it was on the bottom of the screen, and it gets cut off by the... By the sixteen nine ratio. Don't these TVs though allow you to watch things in letterbox format? Well, that that's what they would call letterbox. You you, you but you can probably put it back to four three. Right. But you're now going into your TV oh, settings, yeah. and I guess they didn't do it with friends when they had friends. They didn't. 
I know my yeah, yeah my wife ratio. and my sons watched uh, the entire series a couple of times. Of Friends. Yeah, and I don't remember it ever looking different. Yeah, I'm not saying it wasn't. I don't remember it being different. I might check it out for. for I wonder why they would that. do that. I don't know. That's odd. Huh. I might go back and watch the Kenny Rogers Roaster episode. That's that was my a good favorite. One. I did that was like my that. My favorite one. one. That was good. They're they're all good. I mean. Yeah. You know, maybe not all of them, but most of not them. Not all of them. There were a couple most clunkers. Of, and I still watch them. Yeah, I, I agree. So, because there's still, still an aspect of them each episode that you like. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird when you start thinking about, like, which episodes are combined, where you're like, oh, that's the Kenny Rogers roaster. But it was also, you right. know, this this uh, scene that you, is an iconic scene that you wouldn't have put on that episode. Right. I like the George one when he sleeps at Yankee Stadium. Or well, doesn't sleep there, but he leaves the car there. Leaves his car there thinking they'll think he's... That he's the first one in and out. <laughs> first one in, last one out. Right, exactly. And, and then, then all of a sudden the car's full of crap. <laughs> Pigeon crap. It's funny. Yeah, that's a good one. And finally, Jerry, let me give you this story. No advice today. Uh, no advice questions. That really hasn't caught, caught didn't on, catch, has it? Did not catch <laughs> on. So I'm going to give you my own advice that okay. I found in this uh, very interesting article, Jerry. Yeah. It's about um, after you have sexual relations... Do you wash your area immediately upon having sexual relations? Okay. And they're saying doctors say that you should wash your areas Yeah. Uh, after sex. But I think a lot of people um, in relationships, marriages, long-term relationships, they'll have their sexual relations, and then they'll go right to bed. But doctors say that uh, men in particular should wash their wieners. And you should also urinate. You okay? I have my friend Pete the Sports Geek down in Tampa many years ago told me anytime you have sexual relations, you should always pee afterwards, that it clears out, it cleans any, it out. any bacteria. Oh, okay. Good to know. So this article here, Jerry, is... Is the bacteria that makes it split like a Y? <laughs> I think that's your prostate. <laughs> okay. Uh, this doctor is saying that uh, rinsing your penis with warm water to remove any irritants as a baseline... Uh, adding a gentle soap or cleanser to help get rid of bacteria. Uh, so, And they recommend Dove soap, which I do use. Boy, Gina's not going to see you for a half hour now after you're done. <laughs> Mild soaps like Dove are excellent, says Dr. Michael Ingbar. Hey, Ingbar. Of Garden State Urology. Yeah, maybe I'll call him. In men who are concerned about odor in this region, there are some commercially available washes that contain charcoal specifically designed for the balls perineum, and anus, which helps the odor. You're welcome, Eddie. Be gentle when washing your junk and avoid scrubbing, the doctor says. Your skin is quite thin down there, especially over the shaft of the penis. And the glands, which is the tip, Jerry, is very sensitive. Why so, can't I put my name in there? <laughs> Why? <laughs> so, Stay classy. Play it, Eddie. So no need to use a scrub, loofah, or any other device. Your hands alone would work great for cleaning yourself up. So you're using your hands to wash your area? Yeah. With soap? I don't use a washcloth. I just use my hands. That's lubing it up right there. <laughs> Peeing after sex can help prevent urinary tract infections and help keep the urethra clean. Following all of this, consider using a gentle lotion or moisturizer to help rehydrate and protect the skin of the penis. You put lotion there? I do not. That seems like a sensitive area to me, put yeah. lotion. I would not put lotion. Vaseline? No. 
Nothing. I I wa- wash with the Dove soap. Right. And then uh, you got to do. Here's one thing: you do got to make sure you completely dry before you put your underpants on. A lot of people make that mistake. That'll do it, folks. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> so we covered closet organization, Jerry. Yes. Uh, Something in the middle. Fall fashions for men. Yeah, right, 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 right. Hoodies and uh, your quarter zips. Seinfeld, Seinfeld. and how to clean your penis. That was all you. And there's a show, Jerry. And tomorrow, (laughs) when we come in for the warm-up show at 5 a.m., we'll know whether the Yankees are continuing on or whether their season is over. I think Boston wins. I do, too. Doesn't mean we have any idea. No, we have no idea. Just a gut feeling. And I will be rooting for the Yankees. Because I feel like the Yankees should win. Right. And baseball's so weird. Jim. It is weird. Yeah. You can stay up to watch any of it? Um, I'm, I might stay up till 830. I want to get a feel for... The Yankees, Red Sox. You'll see uh, one out in the first. <laughs> <laughs> I hope to see one inning okay, before I go to bed. With these two pitchers, you got a chance. Yeah, because I, I I feel like I'll get a vibe for what's going on mm-hmm. in one inning. Okay. You might be right. We'll see. And if Cole hums along in the first inning, um, then we'll be good the second inning. I'm going to try and stay up. I don't think I'll make the whole game. I'm going to try. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, t- we'll, we'll We will see you. Regardless, we will be back here at 5 a.m. discussing. Sounds good. Because if we don't see it live, we will watch it on, what do they call it, condensed game version. Or you can go to MLB.TV and watch the whole game. Watch the Fast whole thing. Through the nonsense. Perfect. We'll see you then. Two. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Fan is your station. We want to hear from you. Call The Fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, what do you say, 502? Hello, hello, hello. My name is Jerry. His name is Al. It is a Tuesday morning. We've got the Eddie Scazzeri inside, and we've got Yankee playoff baseball. We had the end of the week in the NFL last night, which was odd, but we'll get to that later. Hello, Al Justin Dukes. What's up? Good morning, Jerry. Uh, I have a new segment I'm going to debut next segment Ooh, after the break, and it's like going to be that. a Tuesday segment. Tuesday. All you right, know, Friday, Tuesday. Friday, we have cool games. We do. Uh, Tuesday's going to be Al's current top five favorite NFL teams. Okay. Because uh, my my uh, fandom changes. Changes. Not like only with the wind. It used to change, Jerry. Can I guess them when we're next segment? I don't know, Jerry. I don't know about Why? that. I don't know if you're going to guess them. I think I probably well, will. Well, you don't. It's five, top five. I mean, Jerry. I know I'll get three of them. Maybe. Because here's what I know who won't be in them the Jets and the Giants. Don't. You don't know? I, that. I don't know. I don't it's, know. It, That's a tease. Right. Because this is what we know about my fandom, Jerry. You thought that, that you're a fraud. Yeah, like it would change. Like <laughs> in childhood, it was the Cowboys for many years. Yeah. Then it transitioned to the Bucks. Then it transitioned to the Jets. Right. But as I get older, Jerry, it, transition, it transitions week to I'm week. I'm sure it does. So that'll be next All right, segment. so that's coming up at about 520-ish. Yeah, and I've uh, provided my uh, – I have my list in front of me, 
And you I, need the list. They're your favorite teams. <laughs> for this week. For? They're this week's favorite teams. But it's your teams. Like after it's after the conclusion of the games, these are my new favorite teams Hint, of the week. Look and see who won this weekend. <laughs> you and don't you've know got that, five Jerry. of them right there. Oh, you're going to be so fooled. We'll see. Jerry, but you're right. We do have playoff baseball we tonight. We does. Yes, we does. This is Garrett Cole. He, <laughs> he better. better. Pitch well. He better. Doesn't mean well, you're out of here. Does, again, he doesn't got to throw a no-hitter. He's got to pitch well. He's got to pitch seven innings. Yeah, I agree. Well, and I want Chad Green out there. Yeah, he doesn't have to pitch seven innings. That would be nice. Yeah, it would be nice. Eight would be better. Nine oh. would be outstanding. Oh, a complete game. Six innings, two runs. You did your job. What type of odds do you think you could get for Garrett Cole throwing a complete game? Uh, oh Impossible. Plus, uh, I don't know. I don't that know. That would never happen. He did that in Houston, didn't he, oh. earlier this year? But I'm saying now they wouldn't even allow it because they'd be like, even if he was pitching well, they'd be like, oh, we've got to I don't save know. him. i got to tell you, I don't know about that. Really? If he's, let's say the Yankees are winning 2 nothing, he's given up one hit through seven. Yeah, he's rolling, And he's Jerry. got 12 strikeouts. I I don't know if he's going to let Boone take him out of the game. Like Again, I think that was in Houston when he basically told Boone to get off the mound. Get out of here. So I, I don't know what the odds would be, but I wouldn't say it's impossible. Let me ask you this then. What if he's given up? Four runs and we're in the third inning. Get rid of him. Really? Well, oh well. Let, huh. How did they score the four runs? Grand Has slam. he given up three hits and three walks? Is it? A, was there he, an error by Glaber Torres mixed in? This is how is it he was. Walking guys. He walked a dude. There was an error. There was a bloop single. There was a grand slam. Oh, and the Yankees have done what offensively? Nothing yet. It's early. Boy, four nothing in the third inning. My God. <laughs> I the say play- you ride oh. or die with him, Jerry. You want to ride or die? Yeah. With him. I mean, the third inning is early. Let him sweat it out. He's getting all that money. Right. Sweat it yes, out. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. It's a very good. Um, Thank you. Scenario, as they say. Yep. This is what uh, you know. I'm, I'm thinking of um, yeah. on my rides in. You like misery. Yeah. You like uh, misery sequences. Yeah. yeah. Like, what do you do? That's a that's a rough one. Yep. That's where Aaron Boone gets paid to make those decisions. I know right. Aaron Boone got murdered for the way he left Jordan Montgomery in over the weekend, but Jordan Montgomery's not Garrett Cole. Right. So, I would say, depending upon how Evaldi looks, because you're telling me you give up four runs, have the have the Yankees scored three times? Does it look like it's going to be a slugfest where maybe he can figure it out? There's a lot that depends on that answer. Okay. There's a chance he gets yanked, and there's a chance he stays in. So, if the if the game tonight is a slugfest, that's bad news for the Yankees, because that means Garrett Not Cole's get, but it means Garrett Cole's getting smacked around the ballpark. Yes, but I do like the Yankees' offense better than the, as good as the Red Sox are. Yeah, if it's a slugfest, I'm taking my chances with your guys. The Yankee offense, I am. Now I see They're not my uh, guys, but yes, I would. Yes, I see Gary Sanchez is not playing this evening, though he will be a bat off the bench. Well, that's not surprising. Not with Higashioka and the, the home run Stroka. And the whole Garrett Cole thing. Yeah. That doesn't shock me. You're not shocked by that? No. No. Not, well, I guess I was surprised that Boone had uh, dismissed the notion of him being the DH. Right. I thought that would have made sense, especially, I don't know. It's kind of like one of the, I, I, I know Avaldi. I, I know he's not a lefty, but Joey Gallo, I mean, I don't know. Watch him go hit a grand slam tonight. Right. He then to what? me. I'd, I'd rather have Sanchez in there than Joey Gallo, to be honest. I love Gary Sanchez. I know the Yankee fans don't like him, but that dude, when he hits a home run, they're usually moonshots. going out on the street in I Boston. Well, you get the whole catcher thing. I don't know. The whole thing is again. This is why Aaron Boone gets paid the big bucks. I guess you guys. I guess Yankee fans don't want a home run on the street of Boston, so they'll sit Gary Sanchez. They do have Giancarlo Stanton. Oh, Giancarlo, he could hit the ball to oh, Maine. He better that little fly swatter toothpick of a bat he uses. <laughs> How about that wall out in right field in uh, 
Boston. It's so bizarre. Well, you got the it's green like, monster on left, and you got the short little like fence in right field. It's like three feet tall. Yeah. You can tumble right over. Right. Like if a, if a outfielder's running for a yeah. ball, they'll flip right you into could, there. If you don't know where you're going. And then and then center field is weird. Is a very cool uh, setup. Yes. So, it, listen, that's it's a ballpark from the early 1900s. I wish uh, football was that way, like had different ballparks. Be like, oh, you guys are playing the, the Bengals this week. They have a uh, live tiger in the end zone. That's different. Well, colleges bring out the mascots, don't yeah. they? Yeah, but just it's weird that baseball has different dimensions at different ballparks. Oh, I love that. No, I like it as well, but I'm saying it is odd. Like soccer doesn't have different dimensions. Basketball. Sure. You it's play the, on the only same game. size floor and yeah. field. Yeah, no, and hockey's the same rink. That's baseball. Today. Yeah, I, that's what I like about it. That's why I like when City Field first opened. I loved what they did, and dimensions were crazy. Tiger Stadium, the new Tiger Stadium, too. They had the really far fence, and but the players complained, oh, we can't hit home runs. Right. You know, but it was neat though. We want home runs, so they keep moving the fences in. Was there anything worse them. than the era of the sterile, artificial turf yeah. round stadium? Boring. Ugh. Boring. Like Cincinnati, Philadelphia, just to name a couple. Pittsburgh. Terrible. Terrible. Jerry. And they were ugly. To, you were mentioning how, and I'm with you. You see a Falcons home game on TV, it's an automatic change the station. Yeah, Unless what, it's your one of your five yeah, teams. I don't know playing. what this turf is. It's ugly. Those fields were ugly, those stadiums. Yeah. And then Baltimore opened, and it was like, oh, look at oh, how it should look. Exactly, Jerry. That's how it should look. Now, the Red Sox will be without J.D. Martinez. Most likely. He's Most uncertain. Likely. Don't say he's he's not been ruled out yet. Is that right? He is uncertain. He sprained his left ankle while tripping over he rolled a base. Right? Yeah. While running out to right field, just in the middle of an inning. Yeah. That sucks. Sucks for you, it J.D. Does. Martinez. How many opportunities do you get to not play in many. the playoffs? You know, it's not guaranteed every year. And now, if they don't win tonight and he doesn't play, his season's over. And he right. missed out. Jerry, I know uh, Luis Rojas was relieved of his duties yesterday. No surprise. You was had, not renewed, correct. You had thought that that was not renewed. So that's technically not fired. Technically right. They didn't pick up his option. They just picked up his option. Uh, listening to Sal in the overnight, Jerry, why do WFAN callers have a bone for Buck Showalter? What, what, what does that mean? They have a bone for him. Like they, like they they have a bone to pick with him? No. Or they're they, excited. Uh, they're excited. Always for, like they love Buck Showalter. Why? I think because Buck Showalter did a very good job with the Yankees right before. Like he was let go. And I think a lot of Yankee fans. I don't remember back in 1995 when he was let go, but my guess would be he did a really good job getting them to the point of where they were ready to win. And then they decided, you're out. They brought in Joe Torre, team, performed. They won in 96. A lot of people will say Buck started that. Um, he was in, was he in Arizona before Bob Brenly? Yeah, right? I think so. You know, I, th- and I, I believe he had them on the precipice of winning, if I precipice. remember correctly. In Baltimore, he did a good job until the end where it just died i think the theory is the guy knows what he's doing he's a good baseball man and if you've got a good team they're gonna win i didn't realize i have a boner i wish uh tony larusa wasn't having such a good i know you do because then it would stop us wanting old guys as managers but you want there's but there's something to be said about a thought i really do believe this about authority like i like the notion of the younger manager in certain spots like i like you know the idea of Luis Rojas, I thought, was a really good one because he did manage in the minor leagues. He was a part of this team, and I forget what his role was prior to getting the job. And you kind of get the sense that, you know what, 
it's one of your peers running the team, maybe there's a different type of respect. The problem is when it goes sideways and the press conferences are awkward, they're not seasoned or polished, it just takes a left turn and it looks awful. And you got to think like the veterans are like Robbie Cano playing for Luis Rojas next year. Can you imagine? Weird. Like, what are you going to tell him? Right. What are you teaching me? There's something about the guy that's been around the game for 40 years that knows. It's kind of like your father. It's like my father I've been there, be, done that there, kid. I Shut up. If my father would want to be a manager for the Mets. Why don't you apply? Well, one, he generally doesn't watch baseball. Well, if Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So he probably would not be a great game manager. He probably would not be a great game manager. (laughs) (laughs) It's too funny. (laughs) I definitely watch more baseball than my father. That's for sure, Well, I hope so. I mean, good Lord. That's for damn sure. (laughs) I'm going to be locked in tonight. Now, this is an 8.08 start or something. 8.08, Yes. Why can't we get the 7.10 start, Jerry? Uh, Well, listen, it's better than it was. Yeah, by the way, Buck, in 1999... Went 162 with the Diamondbacks as manager. Is that right? And then he was 85 and 77 in 2000. And then I don't know. I don't remember, honestly, if he got fired or how it went down. But then Bob Brindley took over in 2001. That was the year they beat the Yankees. And again, the Diamondbacks were right there. Right there. That and I keep hearing all the callers saying, Keith Hernandez. He, he doesn't want the job. He loves his life. There's no chance Keith Hernandez wants that job. Of hanging out with his cat. Of do, he doesn't want to go in the extra innings because he I, wants to get home. I know he's not going to be a manager. You're right. You're right. I do stop with the Keith Hernandez stuff. And then Wally Backman is that the other one constantly. So they're those not are the three. hiring Wally Backman. Wally Backman. There's no chance they're hiring Wally Backman. He seemed very normal in that uh, Thirty for Thirty documentary because he wasn't screaming at anybody. He seemed like a very reasonable human being. What was his, I, 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 it? Escapes me. What was his issue again? I know he lied with the the interview for the Diamondbacks or didn't tell them about something. You in know, his past. I don't even remember. It was something like that. I I got to look. I don't yeah. remember what it was off the top of my head. But I know there was something he didn't disclose, if Is I remember right? Just Google it. I, yes, I am. That's what I'm doing. Thank you very much. So what, he got the job with the Diamondbacks yes. and they threw him out? Yes. Oh, yeah. So it had to be something big. Uh, here, let's see. He is known in Arizona as the shortest tenured manager in the history of the Diamondbacks. Hired to manage them in November of 2004, then fired days later. After the time, the New York Times had reported he was arrested twice. The failing had, New York Times, Jay? Yeah. Oh, a domestic violence oh, right. issue. Oh, that. There's no way the Mets are hiring him. Out of there. Yeah. There's All just right. no. You can't. That's a no. So, yeah. I knew there was something. I just didn't remember. Yeah. Well, you nailed it now, Jerry. Google. Listen, Google will let you not forget about things. Domestic dispute with him. Uh, whenever this was in Long Island. Remember those crazy videos uh, with the audio that we saw of him as a minor league manager? Yes, Just absolutely. Going nuts, yeah. Jerry. Yeah. They had a, there's so many bleeps you couldn't even barely play it on the radio because there was so many bleeps. He's like the Brandon Hyde of the uh, minor leagues from back in the day. Oh, my goodness. He, he was going nuts. Number he, one, guys, that team is <laughs> my <they're laughs> We were <laughs> We missed Mega science. Trying to run. Not bunting when I'm giving you the bunt for a base hit with the worst third been thrown I've ever seen in my life. When I tell you to do something, do something. Pitchers, read the chart. The guy that beat us was downing. You know what it's on here? Let me tell you. Pitch 
play hard. He hits a home run that he hit 450 feet. He hits a double down the right field line from the other side of the plate to beat us, basically. Read the and you'll learn how to play the game. We are not a home run hitting ball club. We have to do the little things to win the games. We steal bases. We hit and run. We bunt. We that's going to hit home runs, okay? That's what we got. We're going to run into a few once in a while, a few of you guys. But that's what we got to hit home runs, okay? So we got to do the little things and make it happen. You should be embarrassed losing them. I'll tell you that right now. I know we're 6-1, and one, but we played like we're a lot better club than we've shown right there. But I like so that. that's enough. just get, get your together like tomorrow. That. Go out. I don't take it out on them. I just good. They are not I, good. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with no, that. No, I would like that here. He'd be awesome. That's tremendous. I and mean, he's talking to adult men. Yeah. You know, and Who he's didn't ticked read, off, and it happens. They didn't read the chart. That's not me with my 11-year-old. No. Oh, if you would. <laughs> no. That would be awesome, Jerry. No, 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 no. What if I find amazing about that is that it was videoed and posted. Yeah, right. We post, somebody posted that. Here's you, a, you have to hear the end of this, though. Okay. You should not lose to a club like that. You guys are a lot better than that. We need guys out there to sign autographs, so go get them tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> You guys suck. Now go sign some autographs. That's actually pretty funny. All right, how about this? Since we've got a big teased segment coming up, um, we'll do that next. So let's take a quick break. On the other side, Al's fair-weathered fandom segment. That's that's a nice, that's a cool title. Fair-weather fandom segment? Yes. Well, it's Al's fair-weather fandom. They're my top five favorite NFL teams. This week. This Which week. means it changes next week, potentially. Potentially. Quick break. We'll come right back. And then we got you, Boomer and Gio, on a Tuesday on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Hi, Billy Joel on a Tuesday, 525. What's up? One up show till 6 o'clock. Boomer and Geo then. And it's probably a good time to segue because last night there was a weather delay at SoFi Stadium for the uh, Chargers and Raiders, even though there's a roof on the building. But I guess there was an open panel or something, and so whatever. The game was delayed a half hour. They said for lightning. For lightning, yeah. But again, I think because there's an open air side to that stadium, so even though everybody on social media was like, I don't get it, WTF, there's a roof. Don't they know that? Yes, they know that. But they were worried about lightning coming through. So the lightning would have, not only would you have to, would lightning have to strike right there, it would have to go through the one opening? I guess so. Hey, what are the chances I said, Probably not great, but I mean, that's what they did. So there was a weather delay, but they got it going, and so be it. Real quick, I'll never forget doing Cowboys pre and post for Compass Media Networks a few years ago. You get into the preseason, and you're not in football mode. And I remember our first preseason game. They were, I think it was a preseason game in Tampa, if I if I remember correctly. It was definitely Florida. It might have been my I don't know where it was, but it was in Florida. And I just wasn't into it just yet. And so you're like, yeah, it's an easy preseason game. You get through it, you do your interview, you do some of the work, blah, 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 blah. And in the first quarter, there's a weather delay. And Michelle Salvatore, who's my producer, basically texts me, Hey, gonna need you to fill for about an hour. <laughs> 
<laughs> because of talking, where they're going to stop the game for lightning, and uh, we're not going to be picking this up again until nine o'clock. And I was like, an hour, right? Very quickly, I go to my producer, my headset. I'm like, how many spots do we have? He goes, well, we have a few. He goes, but we're not ready for a weather delay of an hour. So yeah, I wound up talking for about fifty minutes about the cow. I would have done classic oh Cowboys. Oh, my God. Well, I think at some point I did get to that. Let's talk um, about Tony Hill. I'm pretty sure I talked about Tony Hill and John Dutton and, and guys like that. But holy cow. So weather issues last night. And it's probably a good time to introduce this new segment that Al has come up with. And we call it Al's Fairweathered Fandom. I have a music, Eddie, oh, if I you can it. pop me up. Uh, nice. uh, do the announcer. Do it like an announcer, Jerry. Al's ready? Time now for what we call Fairweather fandom on the fan. This is where I give you my top five favorite teams this week. Well, can Jerry and I guess or no? That doesn't sound fun. <laughs> We're going to get them. That's why. You're not going to get all of them. We might. No, you won't. We might. Cowboys, Bucks, Chargers, Chiefs, Cardinals. Okay. <laughs> Go that fast. I think those were mine. Uh, what were they? Cardinals for sure. We know that. We know the Chargers. You love Justin Herbert. Uh, the Chiefs because of Patrick Mahomes, although they're not playing great, although they did win Sunday. Um, who else did you say? Uh, the Cowboys. And they're the playing really well. And the Bucks. Go Bucks! Okay, well, let's see if you guys are correct. Here are my top five favorite NFL teams <laughs> as of Tuesday, October 5th, 2021. Number one, Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Got it. Nailed it. By the way, Kyler Murray right now in the lead for MVP. And, and rightly so. Over Patrick Mahomes. He's also as much fun to watch as Mahomes right now. My favorite team, number two, Jerry, the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> Justin Herbert looked awesome. By the way. You love this guy. I Googled Tua was taken before him. Yeah. What a dumb move that was. Well, I mean, you can go back in the history yeah. of the NFL draft and find people. Tom Brady was picked in the seventh round. That's true. My third favorite team, Jerry, right now, who we're rooting for, the New York Jets. Wow. They're back. They are They're back, Jerry. Back. They are back. I am back Ooh, on I the Jets. I can't wait to see who you're replacing on the list. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be the Chiefs. That's who I think you're replacing. Number My fourth favorite team right now in the NFL to root for, the Dallas Cowboys. Why Jerry, that doesn't surprise This me. goes back to my childhood. Roger Staubach, points. Danny White, Troy Aikman. They're looking good. They're looking yeah. sharp. They're scoring points. They're the Dallas Cowboys. And my number five favorite NFL team right now, this is going to surprise a lot of you, New England Patriots. Because of Mac Jones? I'm on the Mac Jones. Bill Belichick's been wronged by Tom Brady. Wow. I'm losing interest in Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in favor of Mac Jones I mean, in fairness, you did get a Super Bowl from them last year. It's time to move on. So my top five. So you took the Chiefs teams, out. They're out. Chiefs and Bucks out. Wow. They might be back next week, but as of this week, as of October fifth, Cardinals, Chargers, Jets, Cowboys, Patriots. Jerry, Eddie, could you give me your top five teams right now? Your favorite teams? Uh, the Miami Dolphins. Right. My else? top five are the Dallas Cowboys. Who else? Okay. Well, there's our list. Round it off. You no, need I mean four more each. You can't have four more each. It's not the way it works. Now I could have five favorite. No, that doesn't work either. Uh, maybe five. No. No, it's really one for each sport, actually. Right. Well, Although weird. baseball, not really. But for the other sports, that's really one. Just one team? I can't even say a different. It is what it is. You guys are missing out on rooting for winners. 
And no, guys, I'm good with the Cowboys. The Cowboys are one of my teams. The Cowboys are winners. They're three and one. Well, I get he should have a, a list of other no, teams he he's rooting for. He's a Jedi. He's a Dolphin fan. The Absolutely Dolphin not. Is not good this year. That's that doesn't matter. You stick with your team, Al. How about uh, Justin Herbert yesterday, Jerry? Now they got out to a twenty-one nothing lead. I didn't see any of this game. I watched uh, the extensive highlight package. They were up fourteen nothing, and then with twenty-nine seconds left in the half, mm. scored another touchdown, which nice. to me I thought. Long over twenty one yeah, yeah, nothing, yeah. but the Raiders, Jerry, they came back. Uh, the final score was twenty eight fourteen, but uh, Justin Herbert threw for three more touchdowns, all in the first half. Now they what ran was one this? in in the fourth quarter because I was listening to and yeah. cutting up Urban Meyer sound and all <laughs> this Joe Judge sound. Who, by the way, will be on this morning at Joe nine ten. Judge will join us at nine ten. Uh, I was a little busy with the audio this morning, all so right. I didn't even I didn't even get a chance to watch the highlights, yes. other than a couple of plays here and there. What was the whole taunting situation uh, that John Gruden was uh, very confused about? Yeah, it was very. Uh, there were a couple. Nothing. There were a couple. There were two taunting penalties that were strange in the game. The one Gruden was upset about was one of his receivers or tight end caught a ball on the sideline, and then he just spiked the ball uh, like and it was a big catch. Him. He spiked the ball out of bounds, mm. and they called the taunting, even though I did not see him turn. So it wasn't spiked at the defensive player. It was not player. spiked at the defensive player. That's weird. And then they got another one in the end zone for another like another weird taunting hmm. one. Okay. It's very odd. I don't I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll by the time I come back in with Boomer and Geo, I'll make sure I take a look at it. Yeah. Because he was his take wasn't so much that it was called. His take was I don't understand why and when they call it. I agree. And it, it seems like it's very inconsistent. That was a weird one. Okay. It was very strange. All right. Um, so yeah, I watched that. Uh, let's see what else I told you about Kyler Murray, Jerry, uh, the, Oh, the Buccaneer Patriots. We still got some information on that game over the weekend yeah. or over the yesterday. Uh, it was the second highest rated Sunday night football I was game. Surprised by this. Me too. This should have been number one. Yeah. Rated. I, how is it? First of all, and this to me is fascinating when you think about if I pull up the numbers and I should have done this during the break, but I didn't know you were going to go here. I now. have some numbers. If you give me. The ratings, mm-hmm. okay. Game seven, Indians and who they play the Cubs, pretty historic, right? You would think that that would have been nuts. So that did uh, nationally did a twenty five. What were these numbers? Were these number bigger? Well, I I took uh, the number of viewers. I didn't take uh, ratings because I didn't know if people understood okay, what the gotcha. ratings mean. Okay, but I will say that the. The game, the Patriots Bucks was watched by twenty eight point five million people. Oh, okay. Well, then this was game seven was watched by forty million. Okay, I thought the forty million. Yeah, well, game seven. I know, but it's baseball. Who yeah, but that was a that was a tremendous game. And was, it was that when two, we cared about baseball? Well, yeah. It was what just, year was that? Oh, six, seven years ago. There's no way that got forty million. No, people. that because that was Cubs Indians. They neither team had won in forever. Yeah, and it was a game seven. I, I do remember it being a big deal. I didn't realize it did forty million, but still, I mean, that's that's still game seven. That's the equivalent of you know the Super Bowl for God's right, sake. Right, I suppose. But still, I mean, thirty million people watching a random football game. That's true, but uh, with all the hype, I would have thought it was the most watched. Yeah, well, now, I saw your your style. Was it Cowboys Redskins? There was a Cowboys uh, Washington game uh, in 2012, 2012, which uh, that game determined who won the NFC East, and that had 30 million people watching it. That's amazing to me. How about that? Yeah, I mean, they may not be America's team anymore to some people, but they still draw a lot of people. They do so draw that was people. December 30th, 2012. Yeah.
All right. How about that? You know what's amazing is I actually worked this game. And you don't recall it. No. And it was only uh, Do not. nine no. years ago. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm looking at it now. Um, none. No recollection. One of the things that came out of the Bucks patriots game Sunday night was uh, Bill Belichick's son, who's on the coaching staff. Oh, all the gifs. Steve Belichick. Yeah. He was uh, wagging his tongue back and forth. Yeah. He was making weird biting motions. As if, it, like, the, yeah, it was like, yeah. That was the tongue action he was funny. given. It was funny. He was, he seemed like really into, do you think he's a good coach or he's just Bill Belichick's son? I think a little bit of both. Yeah. I think he probably knows what he's doing and he's Bill Belichick's son. Do you think when Bill Belichick retires, he'll keep getting NFL jobs? Well, is Robert Kraft getting rid of him? Yeah. Then I would say someone because of his name will give him a shot. And yes. because he was he was around Bill Belichick for all those years learning yes. how to be a coach. I think for sure. So a head coach, I don't know. Could he be a coordinator somewhere quickly after his dad's gone? Yes. I don't even know like what his job is uh, on the Patriots. We should. So, right. Linebacker's coach, but really de facto defensive coordinator. There you go. Because he doesn't have a defensive coordinator. There you go. Well, it's kind of like the main Belichick. The main Belichick. I, yeah, so I would say he'll get a job quickly. Okay. I would he, think sure. He's yeah. got a bit of a mullet going on, too. A bit. He's got one. <laughs> Along with the... Quick break, 25 in front of six. <laughs> a lot more to do. It's a Yankee playoff... When, no, Tuesday, sorry. Yankee playoff Tuesday here on the fan. And then Boomer and Geo, top of the hour. Don't go away. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, 541, what's up? We got a few more minutes, so we get you to Boomer and Geo. Yankee baseball tonight on The Fan, and Joe Judge coming up with the guys at 9-10 this morning as they go over um, mankind issues, if you remember. Mankind issues? Remember he said uh, the results is the worst thing in mankind? Yeah, I heard that uh, on Carton and Robert yesterday. Or how about when clips. I played it yesterday You morning. played it as well? <laughs> Almost every hear, hour. I didn't hear that part. Buy more beads. <laughs> Good lord! It's busy in there sometimes. Uh, Eddie and I breaking down some things. My God, man! You know where you know where Presty got those clips from? You? Yeah. But okay. Right, whatever. So he's ripping you right off, Jerry. <laughs> well, and now he's not. Actually, no. I told McMonagall where all those were. Oh, okay. I said, just so you're aware, I cut them all. Here they are. Nice. So he doesn't have to go do extra work. Right. Good for you. Can't and see. also, they had uh, Stu Finer on. Stu Finer was on Moose and Maggie and Carton and Robert yesterday. Oh, is that true? Yes, I mean, you got to pick a show, I think. Oh, you want him to do that now? Yeah, you, you can't be on every show every day. It's too much. I hear you. You know what I mean? Yeah, and do he think, loves everybody. He do you does. think Maggie has seen that shirt? The Stu Finer shirt? Probably not. Him diving into the water, Eddie? Not no. that one. Oh. The, Not the three one. things to do in life to have a successful life. Yeah, I don't care for one of them at least. Yeah, I'm with you. But whatever. <laughs> there was some uh, actual buzz, Jerry, from Saturday Night Live this week. 
there was some buzz. Really? Because I heard them. I saw the they did an Aikman buck thing that got slammed for being horribly not funny. Yeah, nothing about the actual uh, comedy is the oh. buzz. It was the musical artist. Oh. Casey Musgraves, Jerry. She's uh, like a country artist, but she's not like... Um, She's not on the country stations that I listen to. Like okay. she's she's like uh she's like um I don't want to say alternative country, but she's more like country rock. Almost it's just country with deep meaning, Jerry. You okay. know what I'm saying? She performed I mean it's not about tequila. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's not about tequila, drinking beers and partying. Got it. They're deep songs, Jerry. Okay. She performed on Saturday Night Live. Nude. Did you get to see her nude? Well, she sat on a stool with her legs crossed. She had her cowboy boots on and just the guitar. So did you get to see anything? You didn't see nipples or anything other than you knew she was nude. And the people that Does this intrigue you more than the little star over that area? Yeah. Because that bothers you. Well, I just think... And in this case, too, you can't say she performed nude because she... Although right. she had no clothes on. But she didn't see anything. You didn't see anything. Right. She had the guitar. Very and pretty. She sat I don't and, know who uh, she is. And they supposedly, they're from people that uh, were at the taping of Saturday Night Live, that uh, that they put like a screen around her to get her nude and situated uh, before and after the performance. So they people so do even if you were there, nude. you didn't see her nude. Exactly. All right. But I went and I watched it on YouTube. Hoping to see her nude. No, I just want to see what all the buzz was about. You know me, Jerry. I love buzz. Well, and it was good. Good a very song. pretty lady. Yeah, who's very popular, I imagine. Very popular now, and she's naked. Yeah, and you're interested. I was interested, and why wouldn't you be? And then I really liked the song of which I forget right now. But did you put it on Spotify. I did put it on my Spotify. It's called. Uh, let me see this, Jerry. Let me get this for you. Justified. Okay. But Eddie Pontus. Not like just the uh, Madonna song. No, but this is what she sounds like. It was a fun, strange summer. I rolled on. Oh, yeah. Didn't think of you. That's right. So that's what she's Sounds doing. good to me. Yeah. Check it out. Casey Musgraves is her name. <laughs> you know, I see. She looks at, in, in certain pictures, she looks like Demi Lovato. Yes. A little bit. A little bit, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Yep. And in certain pictures, don't get anything like her. Uh, Urban Meyer, Jerry, had to apologize yesterday to the Jaguar fans and his own family after yeah. his video went viral. I listened to this whole entire press conference. Yeah. And so, um, I, you know, you could see he was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. He was embarrassed. I yes. apologize. Okay, Chris. He apologized. Yes, absolutely. Um, he said a lot of different things, mm-hmm. but he's got to own it, and he did. He's got to own it. And then after his apology press conference, another video Another angle right. of his uh, grinding of this gal showed up where his hands were in weird places. No, it weren't weird. Right on our butt. Oh, on our butt. Yes. I did think Buttocks. this. I thought this was the most awkward exchange when he was asked about his wife and his kids. Okay. What about your, how about your family? Did you also, did you feel a need to apologize to your family? Oh, yeah. yeah, of course I did. Yeah, that's not me and it's, uh, um, oh yeah, they're upset. Yeah, you think? <laughs> Of course they were. And the weirdest part of this, and just the way it sounded, all right, so he went out, he did a stupid thing. That said, he wasn't caught having relations with her on the pool table in a back room. What he did is stupid. All I completely agree. I'm not saying anything contrary to that. But what really sounds awful is when they're like, 
did you not fly home with the team after the game with the Bengals? No, I wanted to stay and see my grandkid. <laughs> and fond And oh, by the way, fondle a woman. <laughs> And in, grind it on. In a restaurant that I own. <laughs> I mean. In an Ohio State shirt. Come on. So that's where it really sounds goofy. But you know what? We'll see. If they play well, it'll be fine. He was very honest. One of the questions was something along the lines of, do you still feel like you can lead men in case they have issues considering now you've had an issue? And he actually said, I am concerned about that. So be interesting to see how they play. They're 0-4. If things don't go well, this could be uh, a year and out. Right. We shall see. Because a lot of people are saying he's out after this year. And on to USC. And on to USC. Maybe. Never know. Never know. Broncos head coach Vic Fangio, Jerry, not a fan of the Ravens going for the rushing record when the game was out of reach. Mm, No, he was actually not thrilled at all. Yeah, I thought it was kind of bullshit, but I expected it from them. Expected it from them. John, what was the record? What was the rushing was record? Like a, was it a hundred hundred yards per game rushing for like however many? It's a lot of games. So it was three, something like that. So it was a streak of games wherein they've rushed for a hundred. The yards. team rushed for a hundred oh, okay. yards or more. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. When I heard this driving, and I never, I just never got to it yesterday because I heard the highlight coming in. They were up by a lot. It's one thing to go for the record. Do you know how they got the record? I know they ran uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, you're risking injury. Who there. came into the game with a sore back? Really stupid. I mean, I get you want to hand it off and try for it. All right, fine, whatever. Right, to give me, it to some dude who. Yeah, you don't have up. to take a knee. Just by running the ball doesn't mean you're trying to run up the score. You run the ball. It's so what? Tackle us. But Lamar Jackson, that was pretty stupid. So Fangio says that I love. What uh, Jim, uh, Jim, John Harbaugh said, though. What did he say? So this was his point. Yes, the game's over for sure. Yeah, we're trying to go for a record. And I guess his point is Fangio's upset because we're running when the game's essentially open, uh, over, when like 10 seconds ago, what was he doing? He's throwing the ball in the end zone. With 10 seconds left. I don't know that there's a 16-point touchdown that's going <laughs> to be possible right there. So, you know, that didn't have anything to do with winning the game. Right. Good point. That's a great response. So I went back and response. I looked at the play-by-play rundown. And, yeah, with 10 seconds to go on a third down play, he's throwing the ball into the end zone. Well, I thought we're worried about play because Fangio goes after him for player safety. Well, why is it okay then for you down by 16 points? There's no time to do anything. You know? It's a good point. It is a good good tie. I like the battle, Jerry, between John Harbaugh and Vic Fangio. What, what Greg used to say? Zip it and look at your plate, or what was that phrase? Zip your lip and look at your plate. Right. You both worry about your own team. Worry, right. These guys exactly, are professionals. Jerry. It's what it is. Cole Beasley, Jerry, he plays for the Buffalo Bills. He used to be a Dallas Cowboys wide receiver. He uh, now plays for Buffalo, which is uh, said to have uh, some of the greatest fans in all of sports, Jerry. The Buffalo Bills fans. They throw each other through tables. They and like fire. tables. They like tables on fire. They throw each other through there, that yeah. sort of thing. It's a wild tailgate. But Cole Beasley says that Bills fans are yelling at him to get vaccinated. And he said, quote, only place I get booed is at our home games. I thought Bills fans were the best in the world. Where'd they go? If the vaccine works, then why do vaxxed people need to be protected from the unvaxxed? So he's digging in deeper, Jerry. How about this? We don't want you to get it and spread it to the team. How about that? You're a really good team. They want to win and they don't want any issues. Right. Listen, I, this whole vaccine thing, do what you want. I don't, I don't care. The Bills. <laughs> it's funny, though, that the Bills fans are turning on one of their own. 
And it could be part because they're huge vaxxers, or it could be the fact that they just want to win and they don't want a problem this year because this could be their year. Oh, I see what you're saying. So if this is going to be their year where they're rolling, they won 40 nothing yeah. on Sunday. Like, I don't necess- You don't want COVID to go through. Yeah, get right. vaccinated, protect yourself, and then jump through a flaming card table. Yes, exactly. I don't necessarily know. I don't know any Buffalo Bills fans aside from Maggie. I don't know if they're yelling at him because of that or because they just want to win, for God's sakes. And they don't want anything to derail what looks like a very promising season. Or they just had a lot of beers and or they had a lot thought, of beers. let's yell at Cole Beasley. And no one brought in the marital aids. Right. And they were looking for something to do. Right. I don't know. I mean, that is a wild fan base. They throw marital aids. At Tom Brady. At the Patriots. They did. That is very true. It was aimed at the uh, Patriots both times, I believe, maritally. Was it both was, times? Was, I believe so. I just remember the one time with Brady for sure. <laughs> I thought it was Edelman, too. But could have been. You might be right. <laughs> what is the, why are they throwing marital aids at uh, Julian Edelman? They both for? have hair plugs, maybe. I don't know. Perhaps. They don't like hair plugs or the unvaxxed. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up and then we'll get you to Boomer and Geo. We got Yankee baseball, playoff baseball tonight on the fan. Right now on Odyssey Sports Minute, it's Amy Lawrence on Bubba Wallace. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. Monday Night Football Chargers did win last night. We've got playoff baseball tonight on the fan. Yankees and Red Sox American League wild card game. You got Cole, you got Evaldi, and here we go. Jerry, what do the Yankees do with uh, Bronxy the turtle if uh, if things don't if the things don't work out tonight? You eat the turtle turtle, turtle soup. soup. No, I, I don't know. Send them to the zoo. I like I don't turtles. Know. The zoo. Give no it one to wants a child. to go to a zoo and look at a turtle. They want to I know, see especially tigers. Especially if you saw what those gorillas were doing at the Bronx Zoo a right. few weeks ago. Good Lord. They want to see gorillas and orangutans. Doing weird things. Uh, I don't know. Give it to one of the kids. Oh, okay. A little pet with a little uh, fish tank. Because I did see Bronxy the turtle. They were holding him up while they were spraying champagne for the celebration. Celebratory cork. And they gave him celebratory cork as well. Celebratory turtle. Yeah. So the turtle. Cork. He's making it it up to Boston. The turtle. They brought the turtle to Boston. Yeah. And Evan uh, is also. Who's responsible for that? And McMonagle. Those three. The turtle. And those two. Who's responsible? I guess Nestor Cortez seems responsible for the turtle. It's his turtle? He seems at least he's the one in charge of who's in charge of the turtle. At what point does McMonagall punch Evan? WFAN and WFAN 101.9 FM HD1 New York. An Odyssey station.